Welcome, one and all, big and small. This is your handsome host, I'm Draco15, and this is the first official episode of my first official podcast, Pen to Pad, the one-stop shop made to inspire young writers and just young people in general to express themselves. Today, we are about to interview a real-life writer, writer slash author here, and hopefully we both can learn something. But without all the way, let's give a formal introduction to our special guest. Please introduce yourself. Hello there. My name is Farah Roshan, and I am the author of 40 books now, uh, mostly romance and some women's fiction. And yes, I am a local author, local to South Louisiana, and I am so happy to be here. Um, I, I'm happy that you're here too. <laughs> so first, I guess, first questions first, since mm-hmm. you've already told us a little bit about yourself. I would um, like to ask just, where were you around my age? Keep in mind for the audience at home, I'm a senior in high school. Huh, so senior in high school, that's a long, long time for me, but I can still remember. <laughs> I was I was a senior at West St. John High School in Edgar, Louisiana, um, and I was writing, but also preparing to enter college at Xavier University, where I uh, attended undergrad. So at your age, I was basically studying my butt off so that I could prepare myself for college. Mm. Yep, definitely. Um, (laughs) I definitely relate to you there. Um, So I I can definitely see that. Okay, next question. What made you get into writing, um, publishing, all that jazz? Well, I have always been a writer. Um, You know, I was, back when I was in school, I was one of those people who absolutely secretly loved whenever we would get essay tests because I always did so well. Um, With writing, I should say it came pretty easy to me. Um, But I actually didn't realize that how I approached writing was different from others until I was a senior, I think. Um, And I'm not even sure if they still do the standardized tests called the LEAP test, or is that something that's like completely gone? But back when I'm, yes, LEAP. Do they still do LEAP? Right, right, right. Um, the leap, the leap test is still like online for the most part, but I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Ah, okay. Um, well, leap had started to tell you how old I am. Um, it hadn't started too long um, after I got into high school, I think. But when I took the leap test uh, as a senior, I remember being called to the principal's office. <laughs> And um, that's not something that happened to me all that often. (laughs) So I was a little, you know, perturbed that they called me, but the principal called me in to congratulate me because I'd scored a perfect score on the LEAP test, the writing portion. And they said it was the first time they'd ever saw that happen with a student there. So that's when it kind of occurred to me that, so maybe my writing is, somewhat different from my my peers so that's when I started to take writing 
seriously. You know, I would always write little stories here and there, but they were just, it was a hobby for me. But that's really when the spark came and I thought maybe it is something that I could do, um, you know, more than just a hobby. And then I went to college and forgot all about it for that first year being anything but a hobby. So, um, but that's kind of how I got into it. It's something I've always done, to be honest. Interesting. Interesting. I I personally um, wish I had done um, I had gotten something like that, but I do heavily relate to the um, writing. Kind of just comes somewhat naturally. Um, yeah, just somewhat naturally to me. Let's see. Next question. Why do you find writing important? Uh, well, other than it being my job, uh, <laughs> I also, I just think that writing is such an important form of expression. All, all art is, in my opinion, but there is something about the written word that uh, can touch people in different ways. And I find writing all forms of it, poetry and even nonfiction and, you know, definitely fiction, which is what I write. I just think that it is another avenue to touch people and reach people and inform people. So I think writing, it's something that's been done for, you know, centuries and centuries and centuries. And it's just important, as important today as it ever has been. Um, so yeah, that's what I think it's, it's there to inform, entertain. Writing is what keeps the world going in my opinion i'm biased of course but i just find it one of the most important things that we have um considering that i want to be a screenwriter i guess i'm biased too yes (laughs) um for me personally i felt like writing was kind of that way of expressing myself so that way i can actually be understood by people at for uh while of course i'm in a i'm trying to become a screenwriter to obviously make a little bit of bank, but also just in the way that I'm really trying to do this for myself and just like test out like what new waters I can really push myself towards. So Mm -hmm. again, like, like once again, I heavily relate. Yeah. So considering the over 40 works that you have, um, would you like to say, I guess the, this question would have to be modified towards what is your favorite, what are your favorite works and or what, what are the most famous ones? <laughs> uh, it is, uh, it's going to sound cliche because it's said so many times, but it really is trying to pick between your favorite children. When you ask someone what is their favorite works, uh, I do have some of my books that I enjoy more than others. Um, I'm a the type of author who never goes back to reread their works but um and that's basically because by the time I'm done with the book I'm tired of it because I've had to rewrite it and uh you know work so much on it um but I do have a few that I really enjoy one is uh the title is I'll Catch You and it is from a series that I wrote oh about probably 10 years ago about a fictional football team. I'm a huge fan of football. Um, and probably my most famous uh, 
is the one that was just released last year in 2020. Um, 2020 was not the best year for a lot of people, but for me, to be honest, it turned out to be very good um, because uh, my book, which is somewhat of a detour of what I usually write, this one is the one that's more of a women's fiction or romantic women's fiction. Uh, it's by far my most, uh, I guess you would call famous. Um, it, it was on several different lists, um, Oprah Magazine and Entertainment Weekly and NPR. And it just, it was the book that elevated me to another level, uh, I should say. Um, and it's called The Boyfriend Project. And it has uh, six months later or seven months almost later, it's still um, selling really well. And it it was on a lot of year-end lists of the best romances of 2020 and things like that. So I'm very proud of it. Um, and yeah, that one, The Boyfriend Project, is it's probably what I'm most known for now because it did get me a whole lot more readers and such and it's the first book that I've had that has ever been optioned for film which happened just a couple of months ago so uh by far my most famous <laughs> so far that is incredible that's like dream come true it really um, is <laughs> so like once again like good like pat yourself on the back for that um, so moving on to the next question, how have you handled critique of your character or your, uh, and your book, like, and or, would you change anything? Um, well, my character, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about my fictional characters within the books and not my personal character as a person. Um, <laughs> because if anyone's critiqued that, I have not listen to it at all uh and the thing is i actually um i try not to pay much attention to not necessarily critiques but things like reviews and such i mean i i have to see some reviews from you know what they call the trade magazines and things like that things like library journal and publishers weekly and uh book page those big uh places that review your books but when it comes to other reviews and people who critique it I actually don't go on Amazon or Goodreads or those places where people review because uh, the way I see it is the book is already written and I'm not changing anything from it anyway I wrote the book that I wanted to write so it doesn't matter what people say or think um, the only thing that I would change is uh, if I could go back, I would try to institute this new policy that I have earlier. Because when I first started writing, I did, um, you know, I would go and I would read every Amazon review. And for every 10 wonderful reviews, if there was one horrible one, that's the one that would stick to me. And it would really... Um, hamper my writing and it wasn't until I realized that you know not everyone's going to like your book you're going to have people who hate it there are 
There are books that people absolutely love that I hate. That's what makes us all unique. So um, that's that's the only thing I would change. I would change, you know, the fact that I that I read those early reviews. I wouldn't have read them because to me, reviews aren't for the author; they're for other readers. So if a negative review stops someone from reading my book that someone who wouldn't enjoy my book, if they learn from a negative review that, oh, I don't like books like this either, so I won't touch it. I think that's good because it saved them a few hours and a few dollars from buying and reading a book they wouldn't like. So I, um, well, obviously, since I've only been right, I'm definitely not writing on the same scale that you are. Um, for me, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Of course, <laughs> it um, it often just depends on the critique. I often kind of hunger a little bit for just overall, just kind of interaction between mm-hmm. my stories, especially since all my works, which I will. Uh, if people want I can also give like links to um all my work is really on mostly on Wattpad so I don't like that's the biggest site that I have and even then I don't get Mm -hmm. much um interaction so I always kind of like wonder like and is this what I'm doing is this what I'm doing um I do think that certain I think certain critiques I've gotten have been like fairly accurate like very fair I think one of my, um, like sometimes my pacing um, can use some work. Mm-hmm. But I do also consider some critique to just be um, a bit weird. Like I remember on one of my ch- the ch- chapters, one of my most personal stories, it was like saying, can you just write better? And I'm sitting here like, Yay. like, like, how? <laughs> like how? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as you speak, I do realize that I, I've been, I have a critique group, a group of friends, it's five of us. And actually just today, uh, I found out that we have been together 19 years today because we have a little Facebook private group and one of my members posted um, a post from years ago saying, you know, that this was the day we started our group. I didn't even remember. Um, But they are, they are the critique uh, critiques from them are the ones that I listen to because those are the ones that help me to grow as an author. Um, so when it comes to that type of critique, I do have a set of trusted friends who didn't know my writing at first. It took you know years for us to grow and learn each other's writings. Um, but I do recommend getting, if you can find a group of people to give you those type of critiques because they helped me. It took five years for me to sell my first book. And that very first book that they saw from me would never have sold because it was awful. But working with them um, helped me to grow as an author. And I think that that type of critique is absolutely valuable to anyone who's writing. But you do have to take what they are saying I wouldn't say with a grain of salt but don't let it influence your writing to the point that you lose your writing voice Um, it's a very delicate balance that you have to you know walk as an author to protect yourself and your work um, but also taking critiques that are good and will help you grow so 
I think that is probably something like that, that I feel like not only when it comes to writing, that just comes in general, because that's often what happens to just so many young teens in general. Yes. Um, and I guess that partially answers one of my other questions. Do you try to focus test your work? I'm assuming your focus testing comes from this career, I mean, critique group, right? Yes. They, um, at this point, I usually, on a new book, I'll maybe send them the first two or three chapters. Um, when I was first getting started, they read the entire thing. Um, but now I, I kind of have to write them more quickly than they can read and critique them. So I'll send them just a few or send them the synopsis to make sure there are no holes or anything. Um, but yeah, in those very early days, I absolutely um, used my critique group to, yeah, they, they critiqued the entire book. I had my, for years, my older sister was my first beta reader, you know, um, so having people to read it, it's useful to have people who are not your family and who would, who don't mind telling you that, yeah, this doesn't work for me. Um, people who read in your genre, I try to find those uh, to do it. But at this point, it's usually just myself and my my agent. Um, and sometimes he doesn't even <laughs> read the whole thing. So um, yeah. that's something to keep in mind because, like some forward, that's kind of the biggest like pitfall I've kind of fallen into. It's mm -hmm. not that much interaction. So hence, henceforth. Henceforth, like most of my sounding boards come from, I guess, closely related people. And I do think that I definitely need to kind of, hopefully when I get to college and um, college yeah. and just branch out, that's where I'm starting to really get out of it. Um, let's see. So I guess the, wow, we're, we are just answering like a lot of questions. Um, we are. On <laughs> like unironically um have you um so like have you met other people in the industry and if so how have you networked um you already mentioned your critique group but i guess you could also bring more elaboration on that oh yes of course and this this also may help you to find people that you can um uh, start sharing your writing with and finding a trusted group um, the internet makes it a lot easier, I'll say that, um, but I uh, belonged for years to, um, for me, it was Romance Writers of America. I know that Sci-Fi has their um, trade association, pretty much every uh, genre has a trade association. Um, the great things about uh, mine, Romance Writers of America, was that it accepted people who were just starting out. You didn't have to be published. And they had a ton of um, like workshops and things like that. They're really how I learned to write. And they would also have regional conferences and a national conference. There, there was for years um, a local chapter uh, that's actually where I met my critique group. I joined the local chapter of that national organization and um, they met once a month um, 
And it was a great place for not only learning about the craft of writing and the industry, uh, you know, the publishing industry and the ins and outs of it, but also just networking with fellow writers in the area. And to be honest, at this point, most of my friends, um, most of the friends that I have now are people that I met um, years ago through that you know, that association and that local chapter. Um, So I know that there are several writing groups in and around this area. Um, There's one that meets up for NaNoWriMo, which is the National National Novel Writing Month that happens every November. Um, I've met people through that. Uh, I know that UNO has them. So there are you know, just getting in touch with local writers, um, whether online or in person when they, when we go back to being able to meet in person um, and networking with them. That's one of the best things about uh, the industry because you learn so much from fellow writers who have been through what you're going through. So yeah, it's pretty much, my life is my writing friends and just those those uh, relationships that I've built through through the writing industry. That isn't a bad that isn't a bad mark by any means. Um, I think so when it comes to networking, try and cast your net out and also try and use um, obviously the internet. Just kind of just go wide, but also and go online. I guess <laughs> when it comes to yeah. That. The newest thing now is this Clubhouse app. Um, I've actually been enjoying it. I've only been on it for a few weeks or so, but they have some pretty great um, talks and discussions about writing on Clubhouse. And it's become, I'll, I'll try to listen to at least one or two every week. So there's so many different options out there these days. So... Um, thank you for your um, question, of course. So I guess this leads into another question. How have you dealt with like writer's block if you have had it? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll get writer's block here and there. It's, um, I've, I'm lucky that I've never had serious writer's block that has kept me blocked for months and months. It's usually... Um, something where the book just isn't clicking. Uh, and usually if I find myself in that, um, in that place, I can just try a different medium. I'll sometimes go back to writing by hand. Um, and that usually will help. Uh, sometimes I have to revisit my outline. I'm a very, uh, big outliner. I kind of outline the entire book before I ever start writing and um, usually going back looking over my work I'll find that I veered off a little too far from what I originally had planned and that's the thing that was blocking me Um, so yeah there are you know things that sometimes it's just taking a day off and uh, going for a walk trying to get away from the book for a while there are different things that I do to unblock um, I, I, I have friends who 
have literally gone months where they just could not write. And thank God I've never had uh, that. Um, I mean, I did. I have had things uh, just recently. I lost someone very close to me and I didn't write for months, but it wasn't because I couldn't write. It's just because I had too much other things on my mind. But that was probably the longest I had gone in 15 years um, without writing for two months total. Um, but once it was ready to come back to work, I got right back in and was able to do it. So I, I count myself very lucky in that. Yeah. Uh, once again, with the whole like scale thing, I've never really had writer's block like a serious one. The closest thing that's probably I've had to it has been only like maybe a day or two. And mm -hmm. it, yes, my updates have been like very, very, if you're following one of my stories, the updates are very slow. So you probably would not notice if you were like a long time reader of mine. Mm -hmm. I do post a lot though in general and I'm glad that no one's really called me out for, um, like, you know, called me out for that. Um, so have you, I guess this also kind of goes with the writer slot question somewhat, I guess, do you try out new things in both your writing and in your life? Um, I guess that, that's a pretty broad question because I do try, um, I'm always learning and even though I do have a very, um, like my, the method that I use for when I'm writing my books and I'm planning them out and outlining them, it's something that I've developed over the years and it tends to work really well for me. I still search out different plotting methods and use different things because um, it's always cool to try something new because I know that my tried and true will work if I go back to it, but you never know what another method may spark. So I am always looking for new new tools on craft and things like that. Um, I'm also for the first time writing in a new genre, um, which is something that I never thought I would do, but it's something that came up very quickly. And um, so it's both scary, but also exciting. <laughs> to write in a genre that I've never written in before, but it's one of those things of 2021 where I am trying to live fearlessly. So um, those those are, yeah, the two biggest new things for me. Okay. Did, um, I guess that also kind of, once again, layers into the, do you borrow from different sources and did you, um, like, and did you find that to be okay? This was made mainly for, like, um, people who, um, do fan fiction of sorts. Uh, yeah. Uh, there was actually a big discussion on fan fiction on Twitter this past week. Um, you know, before I started writing, I, uh, I used to, I didn't know that it was called fan fiction at the time, but I had a group of friends and I who all met because of a, the same author. And we were writing fan fiction back then because we would write ourselves into the stories and um, they were all historical romances, which are making a comeback now because of Bridgerton. That's on Netflix. Um, but we would write ourselves into those balls and um, different things. And 
it was fun. It's it's one of the ways that I kind of cut my teeth on on writing uh, the type of books that I write now. So um, I haven't done it in years since I started writing and publishing professionally, but I found it fun and a really great way to hone your craft, in my opinion. So I'm all for it. As long as people don't, in my opinion, it's not something that you should take and then try to sell. Um, I know some people uh, think differently, but I just find taking someone else's world and then profiting off it to be just a little icky, but that's just me. I understand that. I most, um, we've already like talked before uh, on different stuff, but I've only produced one fan fiction in my, um, I've only produced, I'm still writing the said fan fiction, but I don't think I can get away with in, um, promoting an IP as big as um, Pokemon. So I'll just- No, 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 that's not gonna work, but. As long as you're using it and it's, you know, helping you to write, sure. But I wouldn't try. Uh, not, not unless you have some really great lawyers in your family uh, that can help. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. But use it up to, to you know, write and learn how to write and get comfortable with it. Sure. <laughs> so I guess... And um, I guess this also works with the networking and some other questions we've had. How were you able, how were you specifically able to get your books published? Uh, Well, when I started, um, you know, publishing was very different. (laughs) These days you can, you can do it yourself. You don't really need any kind of gatekeepers to, you know, stop you from getting your books published. Uh, Back when I was published, going the traditional route I had to get an agent um, which can sometimes be harder than getting a publisher to look at your work but that's what I do Uh, I got my agent I've been with him since 2005 um, my entire career and uh, he shopped the book around you know it was the fifth book that I'd ever written and uh, thankfully he he was able to find a publisher. The publisher is no longer um, in business. It's actually owned by Amazon Publishing, not the self-publishing, but Amazon's publishing arm. Um, they bought the rights to those books. But uh, yeah, my, my agent just went the traditional route of submitting my book to different publishers and one of them bought it. And uh, I've been lucky enough to be published ever since. Um, you know, at least one or two. I think last year was the first year that I only had one book published. It was a big one, um, but uh, I've had at least one book published every year. Some books I've had three and four and five books published in a year. So I've been very lucky in that I could do this job. Um, I've been able to do it consistently for what will be 14 years come March. So very lucky. And final question, if you could give one message and mainly one that you want to give to just young people and young writers um, alike, what would it be? Um, I think the most important thing for a young writer is to 
hone your craft as you are writing um, because one of the one of the not so good things about being able to publish your work so easily is that some people they write one book and they think it's perfect and they put it up on Amazon and they think that's it um, but taking the time to make sure that you are hitting all of those notes that you should be hitting for the genre that you write in and just honing your craft and making sure that book is the best book possible and not just something you wrote, I think can take you far. Um, because even worse than not publishing, in my opinion, is publishing a bad book because you will, you, you kind of, I, I can't say that you only get one chance to make a first impression because another thing with writing is that you can write under a pseudonym and people will never know that you published that horrible book several years ago. But you, you, in my opinion, you want to put the best book out there. So don't rush it. Take the time to learn your craft and get a good book out there before you try to, to sell it or publish it. So that's my advice. Thank you. Um, I, and I guess that just kind of leads into overall just um, making sure when it comes to any career you do, you just put your best foot forward and not really. Yes. Yeah. Put your best foot forward and because it could lead to some kind of reward. Absolutely. You never know who's out there reading. You know, I've had a lot of friends who started out self-published they indie published their books and it led to uh contracts with huge traditional new york publishers so you want to you want to put the best book out there that you can well thank you for coming on here today this has been pen to pad and i hope that each and every one of the um, of you listeners enjoyed this podcast and I hope you spread the word. Please also comment down below for some of your, or, you know, video, video message, whatever, about your own writing experiences and questions for future reference, because um, I will, if I, through support and if I do feel, and if I do have the resources, I would very much like to continue this um, podcast with different writers and more different people. And if, um, and of course, if you want to get to know me, I'm fine with that too. Um, but, but in the meantime, uh, all I have to say is be limitless in writing and in life. Thank you. Um, thank you, Ms. Farishan for coming on here today. And thank you all for, I guess, hearing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so much for inviting me and good luck with this podcast I think it's going to do great <laughs>